welcome to Turns Out She's Psychic, the podcast, spiritual musings, sometimes amusing. I'm Tracy, and I'm Laura. Welcome back to your listeners. I think this is the third take, possibly the fourth, that I've just had a go at doing that. But uh, you, know what, you didn't though, need to know that. No, and you've had a migraine, so we'll forgive you. Oh, yeah. There is that, but that's no excuse. It's just because it's so funny that every time <laughs> I still do it. I love it. It entertains both of us. It does. Um, how are you going, Tracy? I'm good. I'm really good. That's good. Yeah, and I hope all our wonderful listeners are doing good, mostly good too. <laughs> mm, and if you're not, yeah. we're here for you. That's it. We try to bring it every week for you guys and um, help make the journey um, easier and lighter and brighter and um, definitely more humorous, I hope. Yeah. And still not skirting around the fucked up shit as well, so... Which brings me to today's topic. <laughs> That's our light and dark baby. <laughs> yep. And that was a beautiful segue into what we're going to talk about today, which is authentic voice and speaking your truth, which I'm really excited to do. Yeah, same. It's a good one. And I think it's about time uh, before we hit record um, and we were discussing the topic today and the points we wanted to cover and so we're going to obviously start at the top by having a little chat around finding what your truth is initially so then you can speak it so you know if you've been with us for a little while you would have done lots of self-reflection by now and you will be coming to realize your own inner voice you will be listening to it you will be acknowledging it and hopefully you'll be acting on it too so this sort of topic flows on from there really would you say Trace? Absolutely and um, if you remember back to our root chakra uh, our chakra episode where we talk chakra about to me. chakra to me <laughs> I love that I love oh, that episode. Miss Laura comes up with all of our um, titles and she's very clever <laughs> so if you've never acknowledged the titles before go back and have a look um, and then read the show notes and scroll all the way to the end and read the end as well because there's always lots of little fancy stuff and little nuggets sitting in places that are hiding. <laughs> Sometimes. Um, uh-huh. Um, but if you go back to the chakra exercise where we talk about uh, episode where we talk about how um, you have to kind of start at the bottom at the root chakra and work your way up for there to be um, a coherency and an alignment. Yes. And so it's not always that... Um, our throat chakra, which is where our voice comes from, obviously, it's not always that it is our authentic truth, but at some points it might just be where our truth now is, which is authentic to us, but it might not be our full authentic alignment truth, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Depending on where we're at. So it's our Correct. truth right now or the truth yes. for our whole experience. Yes. Okay. So it's... it's um, eventually going to get to the point where you hope that it's one in the same yeah yep um but for many of our listeners it might not be at that point yet they might just be doing the work somewhere along the line of the chakras um mm-hmm. and their their authentic voice is recalibrating yeah. um and so it's about being able to also speak about the fact that 
your journeying and right here, right now, this is my truth. Yeah, and acknowledging that and recognising it for what it is, being gentle Correct. with yourself and knowing where you're at, that's that's where it's at. That's where the sort of self-power is, is just realising where you're at. Yeah, and that vulnerability of just not being afraid to be judged by saying, you know what, right here, right now, I've had an awareness that um, I've had an awareness of my role I have played in this soul contract that's been playing out, that's been quite difficult and it's been uncomfortable and maybe it's been quite aggressive or assertive and it's been relentless and I'm coming to doing the inner work where I've started to understand my responsibility inside of that dynamic and inside of that perceived issue and um, I am moving gently through the process of lovingly and compassionately holding myself um, while I hold myself accountable. Yes. And so that could be one's truth. And Absolutely. How hard is it to say that if you've never said so it before? So hard. It's even hard when you have said it before though too. It's hard every time you say it. Yeah. Yeah. Because there is that. Uh, element of being judged and not understood and when we do lay our heart out like that in a way where we are speaking our authentic truth we are at our most vulnerable point where we just really hope that the world goes gentle on us you know it's like I'm trying really fucking hard and I'm showing up and I'm (laughs) doing all the things that I'm that I'm you know being shown to do and I'm showing up and I'm being as brave as I possibly can and I'm trying to do it gracefully and with courage But sometimes when we speak it, uh, the people that we speak it to, it's met with silence or it's met with um, their trigger and their ego and their issues. And it can be really tricky. More often than not. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, well, it it sort of, um, that evolves too. So as you get further up your chakras and you start to get more um, in alignment with your voice, um, and that, well, that voice starts to reflect the alignment of where you're at is probably the more appropriate way and correct yes. way to say it. When you do that, you start to notice that that um, meeting ego happens less and less and less and less and less um, because meeting our triggers... Meeting ego? Yeah, or recog- other recognizing ego. it in someone else and it not triggering in you as much maybe. Well, it's still Both, meeting maybe. it. It's yeah. still meeting it. It's just not... not not taking it on, not being affected yeah. or triggered by yeah. it. We can still meet it. Yeah. I meet my ego every day. I'm just not triggered by it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the, the 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 further up you are in your um, chakra alignment, the clearer your your authentic voice is, and the less um, the less triggers occur, both incoming and outgoing. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, I was doing a video today. Um, and the, um, the question was, what do I say to skeptics? And, oh, yeah. um, you know, my answer was what it's always been is, um, I don't, I don't say anything to skeptics for two reasons. One, I don't have them, they don't really, I have them, but they don't come into my energy. Um, yeah. and that's because I speak my truth and I'm really comfortable and I own where I sit yeah. And then the second reason is that I own where I sit and that owning of where I sit is um, pure and of service and it's it's giving. It's a, it's a giving thing, not a receiving thing. And so 
I don't have a channel open to receive other people's ego. I just have a channel open to give when I work. But also yeah. I know that there's two parts to, to well, not two parts, there's many parts, but in, in this example um, there are two questions that I asked Spirit. It's Actually, it's really one question with two different answers, but the question <laughs> is why am I here to do what I'm here to do? And my answer was to serve and to give. But my answer could have been to to advocate for validation and for visibility. So oh, yes. we might have, and I'll use, um, this is one of the things that I used an example in the video. You know, these days, especially now where cancel culture and uh, all those kinds of things is huge. And we're looking at the topics of the LGBTQI and I apologize if I've left anything out, but I didn't intend to. It's just, I don't, I don't understand. I don't not understand. I'm not up with the latest version of what that is, but we've got, um, we've got racism, we've got gender equality, we've got ageism, we've got like all these different isms, you know, isms. where, yep. where people are feeling unseen and invisible or canceled. Minority or, groups. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, there are people with inside those minority groups who are here to make noise, to create change, to be the advocates, to, to be the voice, to be the poster childs, to be, to, to be change the change makers, makers. Yeah, yeah, within that. But there are people who are here just to be it. Yeah, yep. And so I am here just to be what mm -hmm. this is. I'm not here to push for any agenda apart from meeting people where they're at. So it, it avoids the, it avoids the skepticism because I'm not, tr I'm not putting myself out there to trigger, um, with any kind of force. Like I'm not trying to agitate. That's not your intention. And you recognize that's not your role here because obviously, uh, doing what you do in today's day and age requires that you put yourself out there, but it's uh -huh. a, um, it's a different kind of need and level from somebody mm -hmm. else putting themselves out there. Yep. And this is, yeah. so I'm the perfect example of when you are saying something, yep. um, but you're not vibrating at the frequency of it, the universe will still deliver to you whatever you're vibrating at the frequency of. Mm -hmm. okay. So if I'm speaking a voice that is, I'm over it, I'm over that situation, but how I'm feeling inside is angry. Mm. Then the universe is going to keep bringing on opportunity to feel angry. And I'm going to keep saying to everyone, I'm angry about so-and-so, but really I'm angry about that. Um, it's going to give you an opportunity to find out your truth, to speak your truth. So for me, when it comes to doing what I do, I, my frequency matches what I say. Yeah. So I'm not triggered. There, there so is no universe yeah. bringing back to me. So our, our authentic voice is really important in to understand how we manifest what happens in our, in our day-to-day -day life. Like our reality is created in so many ways by what our voice says and what our energy is doing is, is really the two ways, but in so many ways in terms of how, how your voice betrays your energy, um, and how it doesn't represent your energy. And most people are afraid to speak their energy if they're actually aware of what it is because of more judgment. Um, but that is the, that is the secret 
um, to why lessons keep repeating themselves because you're not mm. coherent with your voice and your energy. So authentic voice is critical if you want to be able to create the life that you desire and, and the results that you want. It's crucial to get the voice to match the frequency no matter where the frequency is at. So if the frequency is at I'm angry, say you're angry. If the frequency is at I'm, I feel at peace, say you're at peace. If the frequency is at I'm totally, totally cool, like I'm fine, then say that. If your frequency mm-hmm. is, I'm so disappointed, like I'm disappointed, then say I'm disappointed. And what this does is it allows it, it, together what it does is it sends out authentic truth. And yep. so when we send out authentic truth, what we get back is the universe bringing for us our truth, what is meant for us, what is true to us. So some people will say to me, Tracy, I want to manifest something and I'm not entirely sure how if I'm meeting myself where I'm at in my truth, I'm not going to manifest more shit. So Mm -hmm. if I'm angry, I'm feeling angry and I start talking about being angry, am I not going to manifest more things to be angry about? Good point. Yeah. Makes absolute sense. However, if you are angry and you speak about angry directly related to the source that's causing that root anger, then it cancels it because it's your truth. It's your truth. And truth trumps anger. Yeah. I mean, and this is like so scientific, clearly, but, um, (laughs) you know, this is kind of it in, in layman's terms for our listeners, I hope, to understand a little bit better. But if you think about it, if you and I sat down and you were angry about something unrelated to me but I was the person that you were able to unpack it with and you were yeah yeah, and you were able to say I'm really angry and instead of going about your day and you know being snappy at the kids or you know Mm. a little bit a little bit short with colleagues and giving the guy next to you the bird if he cuts you off and (laughs) honking the horn and expressing anger in all of these unhealthy sort of toxic ways being angry Um, But if you were able to sit down and just go, you know what, this happened yesterday and there is something about it that's really triggered me and I'm really angry and I Mm. I need to unpack it. Can we just talk about it so that I can unpack it? When you have unpacked it, you you move from anger very quickly to Mm. frustrated, very quickly to acceptance, very quickly to I'm over it. Yeah, because you recognize it it and you work through it. It dissolves it. Yeah. Yep, that makes sense. So it's very it's a very short-term pain for a cancel. Mm. Now, the opposite is actually true. For people that come to me and say, if I start sitting down and feeling my anger and talking about my anger, am I not going to manifest more anger? Uh-uh. For the reason why I just said, it'll cancel out really quickly. But if you don't talk about it yeah. and you talk about other stuff and you feel it, and you're in the action of it, sticking up the finger to the guy across the street and yep. yelling at so-and-so for doing whatever they did, Yeah, that's going to manifest more. Yeah. Because you're, you're vibrating at it. Yeah. Well, your yeah. frequency is vibrating at it, so the universe is responding to your frequency and you're in the action of the frequency, so the universe is going to keep sending it to you. 
Mm. And your words are angry. So your voice is angry. So don't go up and say to me, oh, if I concentrate on my anger and then I, and I talk about my anger, then it's going to create more anger. You've got it wrong. Mm. When you, you're manifesting the anger continuously by staying in it and not sitting down and feeling it and talking about it, but you have to be able to talk about it from an authentic truth perspective. Yeah, that's the secret source, isn't that's it? That's the secret, yeah. So yeah. finding people or a journal or a voice yeah. recorder or something or someone. Something that resonates, yeah. Well, that that is a space that allows you to express your authentic voice with your authentic truth, whatever yeah. that may be. So to a be non-judgmental space, yeah. A, a, mm. Find somewhere that can hold space for you to do that because mm. it will shift you almost immediately like it is almost an immediate thing that happens when you do it because it's like you can think about you know you might be aligned to 101.3 and listening to the radio and you're getting a clear station and then when you're angry it bumps you off and you might be on 101.5 and every now and then you get the odd word and you could kind of probably make out the song but it's more static and annoying than anything else so you turn it off that's what it's like when you're not speaking your truth. Mm. But when you can speak your truth, you sit back into that 101.3 and you vibrate at that crystal clear flow where there's no interruptions. Mm-hmm. So when there is static, when there is some kind of continuous lessons that are repeating and shit shows and just one thing after another, there, there is a lot going on there. But one of the greatest things that you can do is sit down for a second and have a moment of mindfulness And a moment of um, self-awareness where you think, what is this emotion that I'm actually expressing and what is the root of it and where is the quickest way that I can express the truth with the the emotion? Absolutely. I heard recently um, someone describe emotions um, as data. So there's all this data coming at you and it's giving you information. So what's it telling you without getting caught up in the emotive side of it? You know, Mm -hmm. what are you feeling and why? And unpack that and move through that without getting too attached to it. Mm. And that's really cool. I've never heard it like that before, but it's a great way to explain it to people sometimes. You know, like there's, I love it how people are finding other ways to explain things for, so there's a way out there for everyone to understand it. Yeah. It's kind of like if you're not understanding what I'm saying, then maybe what Laura just said just kind of sunk that penny in for a second. It's just like, ah, thank you, because that finally just pulled it all together. There's so mm. many beautiful ways of explaining things. And I was doing a, um, a um, like I was on stage this morning on Clubhouse and they were talking about um, the topic was who am I, um, which I thought was funny considering my book is called Who the Fuck Am I? And um <laughs> Uh, one of the guys on there that I've come to know quite well on Clubhouse, um, he was saying that when it comes to professional at work, um, he is um, almost emotionless. Mm. And he said this comes from a place of I'm not attached mm. to things, so therefore it does not require emotion, mm. um, which so resonated with me because... I'm very similar, one would say. You know, like there are so many things that I'm just not attached to, so I'm not emotional about it. But nearly 99% of the people around me 
are attached and are emotional about it. And so it can make me appear to be cold or insensitive Mm. or emotionless or, you know, not noticing. But it's just the fact that I am not as attached to most things that people are. Yeah, it's emotions are such a human quality and that's, you know, a blessing and a curse essentially. But that's also what we're here to experience. But I think the more sort of in, you know, self-aware you can get, the more you can see that from a third party and not necessarily be a slave to the reactions of it all. Yeah. And so the emotions aren't my driving force anymore. The meaning I Mm. give something is my driving force, which is going to determine my emotion. So I don't let the emotions move me. I let my meaning of something. So I'm always, always assessing what the meaning of something is for me. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, I'm a human, obviously, almost. Like I I am (laughs) about to um, convince that I'm starting to like depixelate or something or pixelate and dematerialize or something. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> yep. Um, it, because, you know, I do have emotions that occur that sort of come from out of nowhere, um, and just mm. sort of land in my lap. Um, but when I notice an emotion, honestly, the first thing that I do is say to myself, be kind. Mm. And so I know that be kind is what meaning are you giving this? you know, the person that might have delivered this emotion to you or the situation or the thing that might have delivered this emotion to you, that's theirs, not yours. What is it, like, what is it for you? What is it for you? Are you going to adopt theirs because Mm. you're lazy and you're not, well, not lazy, well, I would be lazy, but most people would just be unconscious or not not deliberate. Yeah. Are you just going to take the easy way? And just join the join the crew, join the consensus, join the rest of what everyone else is doing. Um, or are you going to be kind to yourself and decide what this means for you? And so mm. my next stage usually is what this means for me is not just on Tracy. It's a Tracy Stacy situation. It's yeah. a it's a That's consult. It's my alignment. Mm. It's like okay, come on guys. It's this is me being in alignment. This is my process of how I compute life. Yep. And so at all times I am speaking my truth to me. Yeah. And ultimately that's where it comes down to, you know, being able to speak your truth to others in a space where they can, where you, you can guarantee that there is a holding space for you to, to be able to express and to be vulnerable is amazing. But ultimately that's still an external. And what you're looking mm-hmm. for is the internal where you can sit down and have an intimate, truthful conversation with yourself and still be kind and still love yourself with that intimate truth. That's interesting. Yeah. You bring that up because I did want to touch on hearing you talk about speaking your truth and finding a space where you can do that. Um, So it would be a good uh, time to talk about those spaces because we're not suggesting that people go around starting speaking their truth to everybody all the time, you know, from sunup to sundown. We're talking about figuring your truth out, speaking speaking it into the mirror or into an empty room or into a space that you feel comfortable and even that self-reflective practice brings so much um, inner wisdom and inner awareness and I think that's why I like mindfulness a lot too because you truly learn to become a witness to everything going on within you or your inner workings and you do get to sit back and observe that and see 
how everything's interacting without becoming too attached to it. So it, hmm. I know mindfulness could be really helpful in, in doing that if, uh, if anyone's listening that hasn't done it before. Absolutely. hundred percent agree. And, um, you know, we, I hope all of our listeners have a person, you know, I hope everyone has a person and not everybody does, but I hope everyone does. And if you don't have a person, then I'll be your person and Laura will be (laughs) your person. Like this is, this is a safe space. Um, we have the Reef Tribe too, which are all your people. Full of um, beautiful people. Full of your persons. <laughs> full of yep, people's people. persons. <laughs> full of people persons. Um, but yeah, it's it's not okay to think that um, to think that speaking your truth, like like you said, we're we're not encouraging people to just go around and start speaking the truth to everyone because it's not okay. Um, yeah, it's, that's not it's, being self-aware. Like it's not. And it's discernment. Not, mm. Yeah. But it's also not the point of being no. able to speak your truth. Yep. 100% not the um, point. And, and this is part of where my graceful courage tattoo and mantra came from. Yep. You know, that courageous part was being able to speak my truth to whoever was willing to hear it. And then the graceful part was realising that that's not cool. <laughs> it's not everyone. And it's not all the time. Yeah, not everyone is where I'm at and not everyone's vibing high. Not everyone wants to hear it. Not everyone gives a shit. Not everyone cares. They don't need to. Yeah, and like you were, you you know, you quite often say it's not not for the benefit of everyone else. It's for your own benefit to realise where you're at and what what you're here for and what you're doing Mm -hmm. and speak, you know, finding your authentic truth and then being able to speak it when appropriate. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's where it is. As you moved through the healing journey or the self-awareness journey, um, your truth changes like you change your undies. Mm. Yeah. You know, oh. like it, <laughs> and it should. It should change because yep. if it's not changing, then you're not doing the work to continue your evolution and your growth and your transformation. Um, obviously, our truth can stay our truth for longer periods of time, but it should never. Yeah. And, and I don't like saying should, but yeah. it should. Yep. it should never really be <laughs> your truth. Um, forever because if it was then a part of you would die almost because we're here to continue evolving I never know all there is to know and that's what excites me and keeps me motivated to keep going growth and change is Mm -hmm. normal yeah yeah there are some parts that are absolute like I know so much of my truth but I also probably hopefully don't know half of it because I've got another half of my life to live yeah and therein lies the sort of the fun exploration of life yeah yep. the journeying find the things that are true to you and go from there yeah and so one of the um one of the symptoms that arises when we when we are uh ready to or when our when our spirit is ready to speak its truth but maybe our human ego is a little bit afraid to one of the symptoms is that we might have to clear our throat a bit Mm. Or we might lose our voice or we might get a sore throat or we our glands might swell up or we might get a sore neck. Mm-hmm. Um, so it can be sort of muscular and, and um, you know, um, chiropractic-y or um, it could be internal. Um, 
and it might be like the cat's got your tongue or you get a dry mm-hmm. mouth or you struggle to swallow or whatever, or sometimes you're holding your breath. These mm. are all symptoms of needing to change what your voice is saying because mm, it's not aligning okay. with what's coming out. It's like it's trying to get out, but you're stopping it at that level. And so you're suffering at that level physically. So our listeners would probably quite often hear my voice change very often during a podcast or from podcast to podcast. Like my voice is always <laughs> doing weird things. I'm always clearing my throat. I'm losing my voice randomly. It just happened before. Like so much happens with my voice and my throat and my neck and everything else mm. because I'm consistently doing the stuff to make sure that every single moment I'm speaking to an audience or speaking to as a teacher or a guide or a messenger as I'm speaking, that I'm speaking my truth, that I'm being authentic, that I'm not spinning shit, that it's not outdated, that I'm not trying to pretend to be something that I'm not or that I'm whatever. Like whenever I'm speaking and it changes all the time, literally all the time, day to day, hour to hour, it's it's constantly being upgraded. Yeah, you're constantly recalibrating. Yeah. You know, yeah. Any device needs to be recalibrated to stay accurate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so you'll always see sort of glitches or it'll slow down or, you know, it'll randomly turn off or it just <laughs> won't work properly anymore. And, and that's because you need to update it. You need to give it a bit of love. And so the throat chakra is the same. So things that you can do um, to help soothe those symptoms mm. are being able to, um, even if you're not ready to fully speak it yet, but journal it. And just get used to the words first and then read out what you've written. Nice. Yep. So it feels a little bit less aggressive (laughs) if you (laughs) write something and then read it. Um, You could, a lot of people, when I encourage people to speak their truth to others, this is what I encourage them to do is to write it and then read it out to them or write it and have them read it and then talk about it from there just whatever they can do to move forward just baby steps and some people are more comfortable with different things than others Mm, Um, sounds like a supportive way to get started yeah um and um one of the things about writing things down too and having someone read it is that you can't be interrupted Mm. and so there is clear time for you to have have your say and get out what you want to say without the fear of being interrupted because a lot of the time people are afraid that they're going to be cut off or interrupted or that people are going to misunderstand it and make judgments and cut them off and they're not going to be able to understand their point of view. Hmm. Um, so important. Yeah. Text messages is not writing, <laughs> so do not text <laughs> message people. Emails is not even really writing unless um, unless it's a really good fucking email. Um, but writing letters, handwritten letters, there is something about it that carries the intention and carries energy. And it's a little bit different to writing an email. Um, Mm. but if you need to write it down, like type it up on the computer and then read it out, great. Um, Mm -hmm. but handwritten letters are always best if it's possible to get it to them, but a really good email that's got a lot of emotion behind it is okay too. Um, you're talking about if you're intending obviously to deliver it to another audience as opposed to and journaling. And then have a conversation, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because art, you know, for any arty farties out there, you know, a beautiful artwork can say a lot as well if you're... 100%. ...comfortable expressing yourself in that way. Gosh, it's amazing. Yeah. and singing, songwriting. Yeah, yep. All there is so poetry. much way to express yep. your authentic voice. Yeah. Yeah. 
you make a really great point with the art because actually a few of my clients do that. Um, mm. They express that they express their trauma through art. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it is painting, there's two of them that do painting and one of them that sings. And um, it like every time I see their work or hear her singing, I just cry mm. because I feel the truth. Like I feel loaded. every yeah. yeah, loaded. It's the best word. I just feel so much of what they're trying to express, and it makes me feel more intimate with them. Mm. And to think that they've embodied it as well. There's something so beautiful about that, that they're embodying it and um, they're expressing. And then that might open up me to be able to put words to it and just say, so this is what I felt. And then, so then the dialogue opens where they can be like, yeah, great. Because that's exactly what I was feeling when I wrote it. When cut it, cut a long story short, what they wanted to say to me was, I feel sad, but mm. they can't. You can go deeper with that and express yeah. it more and it leads to so, so you know, much more depth and enriching conversation maybe. Yeah, and it's um, it's it's on their level of comfortability because yeah. Um, yeah. They're, they're okay to express themselves through that and yeah. so they're okay to talk about it that way. Mm. Um, and so it's for people on the other side, when you're receiving, um, someone's authentic truth. Oh yes. Let's talk about that. Yeah. It, especially if it's someone that you love and you're, you're holding space for them to do that, or you're open to them speaking their truth. Um, and it might catch you off guard even, um, the biggest thing is to realize is that what they're saying right now is not about you. Yes. That it's all about them needing to be brave and and be authentic right now and that's so intimate it is so beautiful and for mm. you for you to sit there and acknowledge this is not about you it's about them and it is a privilege right now to be involved in this sacred space of intimacy where they're speaking their truth yeah that's an honor it is and what they're saying even if it is speaking their truth to you about the way that you make them feel if it's, it's still something, not about you. <laughs> it's still not about you. Mm-hmm. And so first and foremost, the thing that um, the thing that I would strongly advise is to take a deep breath and say thank you. Mm-hmm. Because that's going to validate them straight away. Mm-hmm. And it's going to allow them to breathe because it's very likely that they've been holding their breath the entire time that they've been sharing themselves. <laughs> mm. So say thank you and you take a breath, you take a breath, say thank you, and it allows them to take a breath. And then from there, speak about them. Ask them more questions. Ask them to explain more if they can. Ask them if, ask them what you can do, what they need from you rather than you being triggered and making it about you and what you think you need to do to fix it or what you think you need to do to get it gone or to avoid it or whatever. Um, And at this point, what this is going to do is, remember before how I said whenever anything is brought to me and kind of dumped, my first thing is be kind? Yeah, yeah. So I don't mean just be kind to me. I mean be kind to whoever's dumped it. (laughs) Yeah, 
both ways. Yeah. Yeah. And so first of all, if someone is offering their intimacy towards this and it's their truth and I know it's their truth and you can visibly tell when someone's speaking their truth because they get up, they get uncomfortable, you know, they behave vulnerable, like vulnerably. Um, I've got to be kind to them too, because I'm aware of the fact this is a human being who is putting their heart and soul on the line. Yep. And regardless of if I agree with them in this moment, regardless of if I want to help them in this moment, Mm. that is pure um, connection right there. Mm. And so to be kind is to say thank you Mm -hmm. for sharing and to be kind is to allow them to breathe and and settle. And I like Um, how you said ask them what what they want from you. Like do you want help? Do you want mm-hmm. to know what I think? Do you want me to just give you a hug? What do you want what from me do you right want now? Right now. How can and I help in the you? future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And this is the second part to where I automatically go to why is this happening? What is, what is this for? Mm-hmm. And I will check in. If it's someone bringing it to me, it's the question is what is this for for them? Yeah. And so I will verbalize that. How can I help you? What do you want yeah. from me? What what can I do for you right here, right now? And then after that, it's it it depends on if it's a me thing or a, or a them thing that I'm supporting them with. But if it's an us thing, it's different. Yeah. But if it's a them yeah. thing, yeah, figure that out. I just go into yeah. action. Yeah. And for me, what it is right now is an opportunity to serve, and that's it. Yeah. yeah. If it's an us thing that the first person that I worry about is them. Not worry, mm. but the first thing that I concern myself with is them. You address it, yeah, because yeah. they're the one that has come to you, yeah. Correct. And mm. and that's kind, but it's also kind to me too. Yeah. Um, and then what I'll do is ask what 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 is this for me, especially if I'm feeling triggered. Like I, yeah. it's kind of yeah. I acknowledge what the trigger is and I'm pretty good with knowing my triggers and I'll just offer it up. It's like, mm. what, what is, and it's not so much what is, well, I'm going to admit, I do ask what is the quickest solution and I ask that <laughs> always. That's so um, you. <laughs> it's so me. What is the quickest fucking solution? <laughs> oh, my God. I that know. should be on a shirt for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't realise how obvious it is, it is, but it would be to you. But um, what is mm. the quickest solution? Um, and it's because I don't like sitting in emotion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the quickest solution's got to be around what is the accurate meaning? Why is this happening for me? What meaning do I need to apply to this situation yeah. right now? And then I'll feel whatever I need to feel. Yeah. But if I'm feeling something and it's a meaning that I've adopted or a meaning that's just landed in my lap, I don't like it. And most people are living like that. Yeah. And that's why they're so uncomfortable. So once, like, I don't have to live like that, so I choose not to. It's not rocket science. Like, if you know how to do it, you do it. Yeah, you're self-aware enough to realise this, so. Yeah. So um, the other thing too is that if what has someone has said has kind of left you a little bit Mm tongue-tied, say thank you, let them take a breath and give them the courtesy of, of speaking your truth. So your truth might just be, um, thank you. And I just need a minute to process this so that I can, um, meet you where you're at right now with your truth or 
So I, I thank you for coming to me with your truth. And I know this is your truth. Can you give me a second so I can get into my truth? Because I want to meet you at the same space. Yeah. Can, so you can be responsive yeah, on that level rather, than, rather than just reactive. Yeah. Yeah. It's perfect. So, and they're going to appreciate that because they're going to know that, um, that they want truth with truth. Yeah, exactly. You can level with somebody speaking their truth. Yeah. That so gives you that opportunity to do the same. Yeah. So don't be afraid to ask for a second to get into oh, your truth, yep. to take a minute. And it might just be, you know what, I'm hearing what you're saying. Thank you. And I really want to meet you at the same space of your truth and my truth. I just need a second because this has come as a surprise or this has come as a mm. shock or this was unexpected, but I'm ready I just need a second to to meet you where you're at. And so yeah. do you do you mind if I just go and have a cigarette? Do you mind if I just <laughs> go and get a drink of water? Do you mind if I just go for a walk around the block? Do you mind mm. if I go and have a shower? Do you mind if I have a coffee first? Just something that allows you a bit of space and time. Yeah, totally. It might not even be in the next few minutes. It might be we need Correct. to chat. We need to come yeah. back to this because it's yeah. important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also and what do you think about um, before you have that chat, if you're the person going to somebody else, um, I mean, obviously if somebody comes to you, you can't, you know, you're past that point. But if you're ready to speak your truth to somebody else, you could preface that conversation with, hey, I'm I'm feeling like I really want to sit down and have a good chat. There's some things that are going on with me and I want to let you know where I'm at. So that other person's not completely caught off guard. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. And I think that that's a great thing to say um, if you're if you're able to. Because I know a lot of the time with people who are speaking their truth, it kind of just, they don't even prepare to do it. It just happens. Yeah. And it can be quite a shock to the person that's saying it as well. Um, but yeah, I think what you've just said is a great, a great idea for people who aren't, who aren't, um, well practiced in speaking their truth, but also maybe when you're considering the other person that you're speaking your truth to, maybe they're not well practiced in receiving the truth. Yeah. Um, the other thing too is, um, recognizing that remembering that this is your truth right here, right now. And so be open to the fact that when you speak your truth, that it evolves very quickly. That in and and of itself is enough. (laughs) Yeah. So by the end of the conversation, your truth might have even changed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And at that point, you need to make sure that, especially if you're bringing it to someone, that you make sure that they know that that truth has evolved, that give them the gift and the kindness and the intimacy connection of and the respect of saying thank you because now it's even evolved further and this is where I'm at. Yeah. And it can seem a little bit robotic or somewhat um, um, I, I guess um, – Yeah, that's probably a good word. I think you know what I'm trying to say, but like emotionless in that sense, in the way that you're trying to explain how you're feeling. But um, it would be such a better world if we all actually did speak like that and not let our 
emotions speak for us or not let our behaviors speak for us. If we actually used our voice and used our language and spoke our truth, there would be so much less pain in the world, (laughs) so much less pain. Yeah. Um, so, um, sometimes it can feel quite structured and dialogued. Great word. Um, That's okay too. But it is okay. And it's, and it's very, very, very helpful because it is better than not speaking. It's a tool. It's a framework essentially. And it's emotional intelligence to be aware of it all Mm -hmm. and how it all correlates. And after a while, as you get used to that, it becomes not so rigid and yeah. not so cold. Mm. And when you're speaking to somebody ready for it, it's much more natural. But when you're, yeah. you're sort of training yourself and others, I suppose, by example, that's mm-hmm. how you do it. That's how you learn it and that's how you move forward. Mm-hmm. Thank you. This has been great. It has. Um so sometimes when you haven't spoken your truth but you're kidding yourself into thinking that you have mm-hmm. um it can be a little bit of a a little bit of a gold mine not a gold mine a um landmines a, <laughs> a landmine that's it um and so you've got to be mindful that if you are fooling yourself and you're tricking yourself and you know it, like we all know it at some level that what we're saying is bullshit but we're telling people that it's the truth, Mm. Um, be prepared for some kind of karma. Be prepared for something to come back to you. And that's on you, baby. Like that's that's on you. So don't go and blame others. Yeah, be accountable. Be accountable. Take responsibility and um, course correct. And I think... You know, one of the final things that I'll say about it is um, that you are the only person that you need to be truthful to first. If you are truthful to yourself and you never see a single soul in the world, you will live a very aligned life that is (laughs) all for your highest good. But if you're worried about needing to speak the truth for others or needing to speak the truth because of others, stop and just find that kindness and that compassion and that worthiness inside that says, I just need to speak the truth to me, myself and I. We all need to be on the same page. We need to be a oneness. We need to be coherent and congruent and Um, have the resolve we all need to be one consistent vibration and that means that we have to make friends with ourselves first and we have to be okay with having the intimate conversations with ourselves. so the quicker you can speak your truth to yourself the quicker you'll get to be able to speak the truth externally and with with a, a fuck off conviction like I have <laughs> a basically, no, I know who I am and I know my truth and what you're going to get is always my truth. So if you're not prepared for it, then just don't come into my space. Yeah. And then you get to have wonderful conversations where you can really oh. riff off each other. And so intimate and so yeah. deep and beautiful yeah. and, and full of love and service and gratitude. Like it's mm. next level. Um, 
to the people who aren't speaking their truth. I'm going to be seen, I'm going to be seen as aggressive or maybe um, intimidating, but you know me and I am neither of those. Mm. You just don't muck about. You've yeah. got no time to muck about. <laughs> yes. And that can seem harsh to people, but if you're speaking your truth, it's not harsh and you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's actually the softest that you will ever be. Mm. Because I'm soft with myself. Yeah. Oh, Clear is so kind. So kind with myself. Yeah. Brene Brown says that. Clear is kind. I love that. Does she? Yeah. Uh. She's so no nonsense. I love her. Yeah. <laughs> I I should listen to her more. I just I just don't for some reason. But um I like Brene. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like we're I feel like we're one in the same in terms of our no nonsense. Yeah, she has, um, well, she has a few podcasts, but The Dare to Lead, it's only on Spotify and she talks a lot about intelligent conversations and emotionally intelligent conversations and I, and I love that. It's so nice um, to hear those conversations. It gives you hope when you work in big organisations that there are leaders out there, there are people modelling that behaviour. Yeah. Being conscious and deliberate and intentional. Yeah, it does yeah. exist. But anyway, let us know where you guys are at. If you've been wanting to speak your truth and you didn't really know how to or where it's at or, you know, if you've identified an area in your life that you really feel as though this has helped you with, then go for it. Let us know. Yeah. And um, my battery's about to die, but (laughs) I want to just get in a cheeky little um, of the times, current affair type thing when it comes to speaking your truth. So, Um, obviously for a lot of us, we're coming out of lockdown and Mm. we're meeting, we're meeting back with friends and family, especially over summer and the holiday season. Um, and there's conversations that are happening that are, that are feeling quite confrontational and there's a lot of divide in, in some areas and, um, people are worried about speaking their truth for fear of judgment and people are not worried about speaking their truth because they feel so righteous in to do so. Um, what my words of encouragement and I guess of guidance would be to rise above all of that and know your truth, know, have conviction in your decision and realize that you do not need to speak your truth to the world. You don't even need to speak your truth to your mom, your dad, your sister, your brother, You don't need to speak your truth to your colleague. You do not. Your truth is sacred. Mm -hmm. Act from your truth. Act from your truth. Be your truth. You know, exist from your truth. But if you're uncomfortable with sharing your truth with people who might be from that 3D consciousness that are sharing their truth because they feel so righteous to or that they're sharing their truth to agitate and to... um, to feel um, that it, it helps them we have more conviction in their decision. Yeah, for um, whatever reason or, they have. Yeah, for whatever reason they have, it's fine. That's yeah. not about you. It doesn't matter. Mm. No. So do not engage in conversations like that. Rise above it and come up with your own, um, your own kind of... Um, you know, answer back to anyone who asks your status. Your own, by Felicia. Your own, yeah, thank much. you, next. <laughs> yeah, your own, and uh, not nah, fuck off. <laughs> Tra- Tracy said to say fuck off. No, um, it, it's your own kind of, you know what, um, I'd rather not talk about this. Yeah. Or um, 
you know what? Um, with all respect, it's my business. Yeah. I'm not comfortable um, to share. With all respect, I think that that our medical history or our medical choices is personal and private and with all respect. So you can come up with whatever you feel the most strongly about because it's got to be your truth, but know your truth mm. and support yourself by having a, a, um, a rhetoric, you know, support yeah. yourself by having language yeah. that supports your truth. Do a yourself a favour. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And rise above it. If you know that you're going to be meeting up with mum and dad or sister and brother or whatever and you know that they're all vaxxed and you're not, mm. you know, walk in there and own it and just say, guys, this is the first time we've seen each other in however long mm. and I love you guys so much but today we will not be speaking about this or let's not bring this into our family home. Let's not this bring this into our sacred space. It doesn't need to be. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I, I want to, I want to be loved by you and I want to love you. And that's going to be really hard if you're pressuring me mm-hmm. to do something that I feel, you know, I have every right to make my decision. And if it's the other way around and you have family who aren't vaccinated and you just cannot understand why and it's making you angry and all the rest of it, just stop and have a think about it. If it's the first time that you've seen your loved one, what they need from you is love. Yeah. That's not what judgment. We all need. Yeah. So out be impeccable with your word. Be kind. At the at the very front of being impeccable is kindness. So I just, um, that's my kind of closing sort of piece of guidance of just be kind with your words. Perfect. I'm just going to say, yeah, what she said. (laughs) (laughs) We love you all. Hope you enjoyed this chat. Hope you're still here. (laughs) Yeah. Um, A few more episodes and we'll round it out for the year and the season. So hang in there, guys. Yeah. Take care. Bye. Bye. If you'd like to send us one of your ghost stories or if you have a question for me or for Laura, send us a Gmail at tospsychic at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at turnsout underscore she's psychic and over on Facebook at tos.